bet is magic. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. I am that kid that nobody ever gave an awful bow. Curse words and the worst words were the first words coming. We already know what's going to be written, right? Three home teams advance and the. Jamal Adams. I mean, what can you say at this point? For Jets fans, it's a reoccurring nightmare. Will he be traded? Won't he be traded? Heading into the fourth year of a rookie contract, which should be safe from noise like this, but it isn't. Which is making people wonder aloud, what the hell is he doing? I would have to say most fans are still on the... The, the Jets better re-sign Adams' bandwagon. I mean, the guy's the best safety in the league by far. He's the best player on the team. He's emotional. He's the defensive leader. And fans gravitate towards that. You saw it in this city with the Giants, with Odell Beckham Jr. That emotion, that raw feeling, attracts fans and the masses. But Jamal's better than Odell. That's the sin of this whole thing. Both LSU products, both emotional. But we've come to find out over the first two years, now third year, heading into his fourth, Jamal has a little Odell Beckham Jr. in him. It all started at the trade deadline. Joe Douglas traded Leonard Williams. He took phone calls on Jamal Adams. The Dallas Cowboys were that rumored team targeting number 33, the president. It got leaked. How did it get leaked? No one knows. The rumor is the Cowboys leaked it and the Jets haven't forgotten. They were incredibly angry that it was leaked because Jamal found out, obviously, took to Twitter and announced his hard feelings about his team shopping him around his back, behind his back. That is when it all started, publicly at least. Now, after a week or so, the drama died down. Him and Joe Douglas did a tremendous job in the public doing all the right things, saying all the right things. And here we go again. You know, Adams has been cryptic all offseason on social media. Joe Douglas, I mean, what's he going to say? We don't know if we're going to keep Jamal long-term. Of course he's going to say we want to keep Jamal long-term. Of course he's going to say we want to make him a Jet for life. There's no other option. Speaking of Odell, Dave Gettleman said the same thing. 
His exact quote was, we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. Giants took that as, what are you, crazy, Pat Leonard? What are you, crazy, Giants beat reporters? The Giants aren't going to trade him. Dave Gettleman said so. Not true. You got to look at the words. Gettleman didn't say, we're not trading the man, point blank. He said, we didn't sign him to trade him. The most recent verbiage coming out of the Joe Douglas Jets camp is that their intentions are to keep Jamal Adams. Their intentions are to not trade him, per Ralph Vacchiano, SNY. What does that mean? Nothing, really. But here's the shame of it all. Joe Douglas, the Jets, they're not the voice that matters. The only voice that matters is Jamal Adams. If he truly wants to be a Jet, he will be a Jet. If his heart is elsewhere, he won't be a Jet. And that's the bottom line. And that's the question people aren't asking enough. They'd rather try to blame the Jets. They look at the history with Darrell Rivas. Keyshawn Johnson. They look at this stuff. And they want to spin it and create angles to try to blame the organization. And hop on the player's bandwagon. Listen, we all know Jamal Adams deserves to be paid. He is the best safety in the league. He's going to make $3.5 million this year. That doesn't cut it. But at the same time, this kid is smart. He's intelligent. His dad played in the NFL. His dad played for the Giants. He's a smart business football individual. He understands this game. He knew what he was signing up for. These rookie deals offer the most value to front offices post-Sam Bradford. The moment they structured it, after the Sam Bradford class was the moment general managers make hay with those rookie deals. Russell Wilson in Seattle comes to mind. Jamal, fourth year, 3.5. And fifth year, uh, what's the number? 9.5? Something around there, eight or nine. That's still a value for the best strong safety in the game. Up at a position which, yeah, it's not quarterback. It's not edge rusher. It's not left tackle. But it's rising in the ranks in terms of importance because only a stud strong safety who is versatile can shut down offensive mismatches like the running back out of the backfield, like the vertical threat tight end. A Jamal Adams can only do that. And the Jets' intentions are to keep him. You have to believe that because if they weren't to keep him, they would have traded him before The 2020 draft. No GM in his right mind would trade a stud player after the draft and have to wait a year for those assets to come in. No one would do that. So Joe Douglas, when he told the media, when he told reporters, yep, we're going to get through the draft. We're going to get through free agency. We're going to get through the draft. And then we're going to round back and speak to Jamal Adams' representation. He wasn't lying. He was being truthful. But why do they have to pony up the money now? 
McCaffrey got this ball rolling, it looks like. McCaffrey, in the same draft class as Adams, got his deal, his mega deal, after his third year. But other than that, it rarely happens. A total of 15 out of 191 players, first rounders, between 2012 and 2016, that's five drafts, have signed extensions prior to their fourth season. I'll say it again. 15 of a possible 191. Do you understand how rare it is for a player to get that extension before the fourth year? Folks, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have an extension yet. The league MVP a couple years ago, the reigning Super Bowl MVP, doesn't have an extension And if you read his quotes over the last year, it's all optimism. It's, we're going to get it done. I'm looking forward to getting it done. All that stuff. And maybe they do get something done before the fourth year officially starts. But there's no divisiveness. There's no pressure being put on by the best player in the league. In Florham Park, in Jersey, there's a whole lot of pressure. There's a whole lot of ugliness. There's a whole lot of bitterness, which makes you have to believe Jamal Adams doesn't really want to be here. We'll never know that for sure unless we hear it from the man, obviously. But this is a smart kid. He understands how this thing works. He grew up in Louisville, Texas, half an hour away from Dallas. He understands the way these contracts work. If he really wanted to be with the Jets, wouldn't he put out positive stuff? Wouldn't positive information come out in terms of, I hope we can get it done? More along the lines of Patrick Mahomes. Now, that was initially coming in February. Around the Super Bowl, around the Super Bowl, around the time the Super Bowl ended. He tweeted he was excited to get a deal done, etc. He even tweeted to kick off the offseason. Attention Jets fans, I don't want to play for anyone else but the Jets. Yes. But maybe he's in a position in which he's weighing his options. Maybe he, he's decided he'll stay if the Jets pony up the money because he feels he deserves it. Because he suffered through a nine combined nine wins over the first two seasons after winning all the time in Death Valley. Or if they don't pony it up before the fourth year, Make all the noise in the world to try to force a trade. Maybe that's where he is. Maybe he's not 100% committing. Maybe he's keeping his options open. And I think that's the most likely 
scenario where he has it in his head. Listen, I want to turn around the Jets. My dad played for the Giants. We have professional roots here in Jersey. I deserve this money. And he does. And, and make no mistake about it. These players, they get screwed. They have no leverage ever. The franchises own all the cards. They hold all the cards. And there's very little that they could do. I mean, think about their, the player's only recourse. Their only recourse is to hold back their services, not play, not practice. So their only recourse is to hold back what they love most in order to get more money for playing the game, the very thing they're holding back, they love the most. I don't know if what I just said makes sense. I confuse myself saying it, but it, it's crazy. What's the answer? Maybe shorter rookie contracts? Maybe a standard three-year deal with a fourth-year option for these first-rounders? I don't know. But I think that's where Jamal is. I think he's willing to go down both routes. The Jets route with the money. Or elsewhere. Cowboys maybe waiting a year until next offseason. No one knows. But that's the most important question everyone needs to dig for and figure out. Does Jamal Adams truly want to be here? And if you're the Jets, what do you do? If you come to find out Jamal's not 100% in anymore, that he's willing to sign a deal if the money is ponied up, but he's also exploring other options, what do you do? Do you trade him for a first and a third and wait an entire year? Do you trade him thinking the uncertainty about this season is your only saving grace because of this ridiculous pandemic that's going on? Which, by the way, it looks like, folks, there will be football. I don't foresee anything stopping that train this season. I don't think you could do it if you're Douglas. I, I think the only way a trade makes sense is if you get a ready, if you get a pick and a player ready to contribute immediately. I think that's the only way to do it after the draft. Or do you call his bluff? Do you say, Jamal, you're under contract for two more years. We're willing to re-sign you next offseason because next offseason, going into the fifth year, the final year, that's when the pressure will really be on. That's always when the pressure is really on for these players and these organizations when the rookie contract comes to a close. But maybe they say, Jamal, we're ready to re-sign you next offseason, but you're under contract and we're going to call your bluff and we don't think you're going to hold out. You love the game way too much. You've seen firsthand what happened to Le'Veon Bell by holding out. Holding out is the player's only recourse, yet it does very little in the way of helping the cause. Unless it's a Emmett Smith, Dallas Cowboys, 1992 situation. I oh, know it might have been 93. Because 92 was the first Super Bowl, 93 
he held out for the first two games, they went 0-2. Or does Joe Douglas go all in and really call his bluff and offer him a handsome deal right now? Because if he offers him that deal right now and is ready to extend him, but in the back of his mind, he might think Jamal will say no because his heart is elsewhere and he wants to be in Dallas. That would really sway the court of public opinion if Adams turns that offer down. That would be the ultimate bluff move. But that's far-fetched. That's not Douglas's way. Douglas is a value-driven GM learning from Ozzie Newsom. The value just isn't there in re-signing a guy after a third year when so much uncertainty from now until next offseason is possible. And folks, it's not, it's not about the money per se in terms of re-signing Adams. Yeah, the Jets know he deserves the money. Yeah, the Jets want him. And even re-signing him, depending on how they do it, could help the cap in the short term. It's about that extra year, those extra 16 games that create so much uncertainty for every football player. You never know what happens the next week. And if something disastrous happens, that money goes up in flames. That's the real issue. But Jamal Adams, Joe Douglas, Adam Gase, I mean, the the one positive about this news is uh, Adam Gase is kind of in the back, in the back seat, the back of the bus where fans and media aren't forced to talk about him, thank God, because that topic is tiresome. My God, you can only talk about Adam Gase or see so many Twitter handles or bios or profile pictures with Adam Gase in it before you throw up all over your own desk. It's, I, I have no words. I mean, what, what type of person does it take to create an Adam Gase parody account on Twitter? Man, the time on the hands, I understand what this country has gone through over the last three months, but this, is, this has been since last spring, since week one, week two. Anyway, yeah, it's serious, Jamal Adams. What can you say? He's got to keep an eye out. Keep a level head. If you're a fan, keep a level head. Don't yell at other people saying, what are you talking about? The Jets want to re-sign him. He's not going anywhere. Stop making up stuff, media. Stop making up stuff, reporters. They're not making anything up. Jamal Adams' unhappiness is front and center, obvious. He could squash all the drama right away. He doesn't do it. He could squash it all right away by saying, the Jets are my team and I am playing for the Jets. I will destroy one more season as a first team all pro making $3.5 million 
and then I will become the richest safety in the league next offseason. I am not going anywhere. I am committed to this team. And guess what? To me, that's his better course of action than demanding an extension now and threatening to hold out. Why? Because when organizations look at players, stud, star players like him, they look for commitment. Not business acumen. If the commitment is there, your business acumen will take care of everything that it needs to take care of at the big boy negotiating table. See, LeBron James could get away with it. LeBron James could be non-committal and use his business acumen to any advantage he wants. It's the NBA. In the NBA, the star player rules the league. It rules the association. GMs need to beg. GMs need to show up at 12.01, a minute after midnight, to beg guys with fruit baskets to be on their team and lead them the next year. Owners need to beg. Other players need to recruit. That's the NBA. And the NBA is not a value league. The NBA is a star league. This is the NFL. The NFL is a value league, not a star league. Of course, Jamal Adams makes the Jets 10 times better. But Jamal Adams on or off the team isn't going to take the team from a Super Bowl contender to a 4 and 12 or a 13 and 3 rich coat tight 1995 squad. It just doesn't work that way in football. It doesn't work that way under the hard salary cap. Jamal Adams' best course of action is to commit publicly and positively. Listen, folks, thanks for listening. Sabo Radio, it's back. It's going to be consistent. No more ESNY. ESNY has been sold. It's now JetX, Jets X Factor. Check it out at jetsxfactor.com. It's a subscription site, but you get the best content in the world. Michael Nania, analytics. Joe Blewett, film. Me, film. Behind the scenes access. Just check it out. It's tremendous. Our YouTube videos are coming along. Cool Your Jets podcast with Nania and Ben Blessington. And of course, Blewett's, Joe Blewett's podcast is also Blewett's Blitz on iTunes and anywhere podcasts could be found. So, you know, the building of the site, the development of the site is nearly done. That's been taking up most of my time for the last two, three months. Mobile app will be coming out very soon. And once it does, it's full steam ahead, folks. And yes, this country will be back and football will be played as regularly scheduled. How will it look? Might look a little different, especially in the beginning. But we will have it. Until next time.